0: Would you give up sex, belongings, individual interest, and all relationships with family and friends for the chance to live in an alien utopia? This week, we dive into part one of the Heaven's Gate Cult. I'm Brittany.
1: And I'm Daniel.
0: Let's get chilled and thrilled. this is going to be the first of a multi part episode
1: ooh this is our first multi part episode
0: multi episode
1: that's what I'm saying this is going to be our first one <laughs> Are
0: you repeating me I can care okay yeah <laughs> It's exciting. It's it's something I've wanted to do. And I thought I could get this all in one episode, but uh, the more I dove into it, the more I'm like, whoa, this is just a lot of good information. And the more I read about it, the more I found out. So I kept adding to my notes and adding to my notes. So I just thought I would do this justice and make this a two-parter.
1: Couldn't quite cram it all in there, huh?
0: No, and I didn't really want to because then I felt like I was going to be making it too long or it was just too much information at once we need a break somewhere in there so uh, i don't think we have any new business right now with anything Mm -mm. so let's just Just
1: happy october y'all
0: happy october yeah so let's just dive on in so heaven's gate cult part one this um, whole story has a tie, which you probably wouldn't think it would have anything to do with it, but it has a very strong tie to the movie The Sound of Music. Really? Yes. I so, was thinking
1: it would have a very strong tie to the movie Dude Where's My Car. Why? Well, there was the cult that they got put into where they...
0: You know, I've only, I've literally seen this movie one time. It was with you early in our dating Mm -hmm. years. And you, just like Tommy Boy, always make reference to it and go, remember this part? And I'm like, every time I tell you the same thing. I hated that movie. It was so stupid that, and I love stupid movies, but it was so stupid. The only thing I can remember from that, besides, you know, Dude, where's my car? And you got a tattoo. What does say? And going back and yeah, forth. Uh-huh. And, the, and then... Mm-hmm. No, no. No and then. That's all I literally remember about this movie. Don't you movie.
1: remember Zoltan? They made the little Z shape with their hands and Zoltan?
0: No. I don't remember that. They were going to go live that. with
1: really space aliens that are really cool and they like us.
0: No, I don't remember that at all. the The only things I remember about that movie were what I just listed.
1: Okay. So how does it tie into The Sound of Music?
0: I'll tell you. <laughs>
1: it's a good thing we split this into two <laughs> parts.
0: <laughs> so it, it has, like The Sound of Music, what better way is there to introduce the story than this? Let's start at the very beginning. A very good place to start. End scene. Okay. We start with Marshall Herth Applewhite. He was born on May 17th in 1931 in Spur, Texas, and he had a very religious upbringing. His father was a Presbyterian minister, so religion was a really big part of his life. So much so when he grew up, he decided he wanted to go to seminary school and start started thinking about becoming a minister. Okay, When he was at... Um, The university, he studied in philosophy and he actually left school. He never finished, and well, he never finished, you know, seminary, and he left to pursue a career in music and actually became a music director. He went on to the army, and when he came back from the army, he got a master's in music and became a musical director. Now, he was married in 1952, and from that marriage had two children, and he worked at various schools um, as a choir director, different universities, bounced around for a few years until he had an affair with a male student at the University of St. Thomas, which is a Catholic university in Houston, which effectively ended his career and his marriage. Hmm. Marshall had a lifelong struggle with sex and his own sexuality. And um, basically, he was bisexual. He uh, liked women okay. and he liked men. But at that point in time in Texas, you, you couldn't weren't having be gay. It. No. So, I mean, there was the affair with the student, but there was also the fact that it was a male student. It's in a Catholic university. It was 100% scandal. So, he lost everything. And he kind of tailspins for a couple years. And that's when he ends up um, being separated from his family and his children for years. Doesn't have any contact with them and just wandering around without a purpose. That was.
1: Liz on the American Horror Story. Kind of, not exactly.
0: No, he wasn't. It wasn't his sexuality. He was just. It was the way
1: he liked to dress and present himself.
0: Yes. No, no, no.
1: We're sexuality. talking about
0: Hotel. We just, I just finished American Horror Story Hotel, which well, I know I'm way behind the times, but I just finally started in the last month watching the American Horror Story series on um, Netflix, and I kind of got drawn in. I never got into it when it was out, when it was like well, what though. better
1: time to get into it now and binge I can on it? Binge
0: on it! Thank you, Netflix, for binging.
1: Problem is, she's had this on solid for the last two Not or three month. weeks now, yeah. at least, and I come and go, so I see parts of it and like, oh, I follow this part, but this yeah. part, I have no idea what's going on. And then they brought a character from a different season into.
0: Apparently, I've watched four seasons now a lot of them have overlapping themes and from what i've heard from other people who have watched the whole thing is that they kind of all come together at the end too oh, really? so i'm looking forward to that but um, yeah daniel's right cuz if if you have ever seen any of the episodes or not the episodes but a, a season of american horror story you know you can't miss an episode because there are so many storylines going on within them. They're so interconnected that if you miss one episode, you're lost. You're like, wait a minute, wait a minute, what's going on here? So yeah, Daniel will see a little bit of it. Kind of I'll give him some updates. He'll miss a couple episodes and come back and he's like, What the hell is going on?
1: <laughs> I know better than to ask a question. So what's going on here? I just I'm just gonna get what get from it what I can.
0: Yeah. But no, not exactly like Liz. So, back But in to the, the story. fact that he
1: was separated from his family for a long period of
0: time. I guess in that way, yes. So he was separated and he was lost without a purpose for many years until he meets Bonnie. All right. Bonnie Lou Nettles was born on August 29th, 1927 in Houston, Texas. She was raised in a Baptist Atmosphere, you know, she went to church, but really she just kind of went to church as a way of socialization. She wasn't really hardcore with the doctrine or anything like that. It was just kind of something something that you you did. Exactly. Uh, 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 Same mind. She, um, in her later years, became a registered nurse, got married, and had four children from this marriage one girl and three boys. And she was very, very close with her daughter, her only daughter, Terry. And Terry's going to come into the story throughout this whole thing as it unravels. So just remember about Terry. Okay. Both of them loved The Sound of Music. Mm. It was her favorite, um, Terry's favorite um, movie. They loved The Sound of Music. It was Terry's favorite movie. And uh, Bonnie actually made Terry an outfit to look like what the uh, the Von Trapp kids had, you know, when she made them their outfits. Out of she, curtains? Yeah, she made her one that looked like it, which oh, okay. I'm like, hey, gold freaking star for that yeah, mom of the year. So another thing they'd like to do is at night, they would go out into the backyard and look up at the sky and watch the scar- uh, scars, the stars and talk about what it would be like if aliens came down and took us away, and we didn't have all these problems, and they just thought that was really interesting. As um, Bonnie was in her adult years, she started kind of pulling away from the Baptist Christian point of view, and she started getting into something called theosophy. Have you heard of that?
1: It sounds like a word that I would make up by mashing two or three other words together so no.
0: Well, basically I there's I I tried looking at different things to try to get a definition of this. I even was like theosophy for dummies. Um <laughs> But They
1: don't have one of those yellow books?
0: No, they don't. Not that I could find. But essentially what it is, it's it's the teaching about God and the world based on like a mystical insight. They borrow from lots of different religions. So basically, just if there's any kind of mysticism or... I'm about to sneeze.
1: Bless you. It's, well, it's
0: not coming out. But anyway if there's anything mystical about you know other dimensions and things like that and has to do with god that's kind of what that is
1: just throw it all in there hotspot yeah
0: yeah yeah so she was really into that she was into astrology and she started doing star charts for people like as kind of a side gig and also holding séances and contacting, contacting spirits and she claimed to be visited by a quote brother Francis, which was a spirit who would give her directions about things in life. Oh, well,
1: give her directions like, can you tell me how to get to?
0: No, oh, I <laughs> thanks, brother Francis. Thank you, brother Francis. Who no, it's GPS. Just, she okay. started channeling the spirit. It became a big part of her life. Okay, and during this time. Her husband's like, whoa, whoa, what the hell? You know, you just give me my martini and tell me how was my day, dear. You know, mm-hmm. what well, you mean you're getting into all this weird crap? I'm sure He's that's like, what you think about me when I put all these animal bone things all up on the <laughs> wall. And you're like, who the hell did I marry? Oh, you weren't yeah. bringing me
1: martinis in the first place. So. That's
0: true. You're bringing me martinis. <laughs> that's right, bitch. <laughs>
1: martinis. I don't think we've ever made a martini before.
0: No, the closest I've made to those classic drinks are a Manhattan's. Which I like. I like me a Manhattan. It's a old-timey drink. I'm an old soul, y'all. Okay, well, anyway. So her marriage starts breaking down in 1972. And she starts going to many of these different fortune tellers who tell her, You will meet a mysterious man who is very tall with light hair and a fair complexion. And guess who that described to a T?
1: Like... A quarter of the men, or maybe half of the men around her. In Related the world. to
0: my story. <laughs> You're right. It was Marshall. It
1: must have been Marshall. Yes. And I'm going to show you a
0: picture. This is Bonnie oh, in looks... her little nurse outfit. Uh huh. Okay. And this this is Marshall <laughs> very, very later, but he's got crazy eyes. But, and yeah. he had very, the, his hair is like it's a blonde, like toe headed, what we would call toe head. Okay. Which is like the white blonde, but um imagine him a little—you know—younger. But I mean that essentially—that's him. He mm-hmm. has this magnetic eyes and magnetic. His eyes are just very piercing.
1: He looks surprised.
0: Yes. To, to well, try
1: to paint a a word picture here, he's he's. I get the feeling he's trying to speak in an animated go. way.
0: I forgot I had this one. So that's them uh, around this time in the early 70s when they meet. All right. Anyway, so that's him. So she's going to meet this mysterious man. And it turns out to be Applewhite. Bonnie and Marshall met in 1972 at a hospital that she worked in. Now, there's a lot of different accounts of why they met up at this hospital. Why was he at the hospital? Mm -hmm. Some popular things were that um, he was having this breakdown. So he was in there to get help or he was visiting someone sick or whatever. It doesn't really matter. They met and they ended up hitting it off right away. And in each other, essentially, they found their soulmate.
1: Mm.
0: soulmate but not in the way that you might think. Okay. Okay. You tell. Now, before I get into that, I want y'all to understand a little bit about the times because it's very important to understand how could a cult like this and how could beliefs like this come to fruition. So, everything with them meeting starts in 1972. The 1970s were essentially riding off of the 1960s hippie movement, counterculture. So during the 60s, everyone's talking about the dawning of the age of Aquarius. They're, they're parting from mainstream, their mothers and their fathers way of, you know, post-war Uh, white bread, American, we go to church, we do this, everything's clean cut, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. They, They wanted to get away from that. And a lot of that had to do with your spiritual beliefs and that there was this idea that something else was out there. Well, after kind of that free love dies off, then you have that hippie culture where they don't really have that anymore. What are they going to do? They kind of become the beginnings of the new age. You've heard the new age movement, Mm -hmm. which starts in the sixties. That's where, like it's a bunch of seekers, they're spiritual seekers looking for something else out there. This has a lot to do with the birth of like real natural medicine using eastern influences in the western world, using crystals, self-help books, basically looking within, you make the world better by fixing yourself first. That kind of thing hit western civilization You know, or we're like, oh hey, here's a new idea. Not really, we're just borrowing it from someone Mm -hmm. else. But that I've never heard
1: it before, so it's new to me.
0: Yeah. And also this real this belief of in UFOs and aliens, even though that had been talked about for, you know, in the forties and fifties and sixties, it was really becoming this thing. So right at this time in the new age is when they met and she's out there looking at all these different beliefs and stuff. And he's very, very religious. So the, kind of, the two of them kind of come together. And what she ends up doing is doing a star chart for him because she's been, you know, doing all that.
1: Let me stop you there because I don't really know what a star chart is.
0: I don't either. But what I did find out about it is they have like a birth star chart. And essentially what it is is... You have to get your birth certificate because it has to do with celestial bodies that where they were at that point in time when you were born, and you plug in the information of when you were born, where you were born, when your mother and father were born, where they were at that point, and you plug all these factors in, and I guess it looks at what the stars were doing, you know, because they can go back in time and look at where were the stars in this in the sky at this point in time and Mm -hmm. from that data and i guess from the star signs and the constellations and where the planets are they're supposed to be able to tell you about the kind of person you are so i guess i know more about it than i thought (laughs) but i mean this is just my basic understanding of it it's a
1: form of astrology
0: yes yes it's of kind of like because you were born this day at this time in this place you are going to be like this
1: Okay.
0: So, essentially. Well, that helps. Thank you. So, now, when she does his star chart, though, she's amazed because there is something really, really special about his star chart. And after doing her own chart, she realizes they are destined to have their paths crossed. So, they kind of unite and are like, this Hmm. is supposed to be what we're supposed to do. Kismet. Yeah, Bonnie and Marshall started a platonic relationship, okay? he It was all around this idea of the New Age stuff and about exploring this, and they were not interested in sex, especially him, because he had struggled with sex and struggled with his identity so much. He wanted to find something else. They're both seeking something. He Mm -hmm. wants something greater than himself to find a partner where they can transcend sex and just understand each other on just a spiritual level, and they find that in each other. Now, I just had a little note in here um, that I just, when I hear stories like this, I'm always thinking it's so scary how people like this, meet each other. He lost his marriage. He has no relationship with his children. He's lost his career due to this scandal and this affair. And he's lost everything. And he's looking for a way to cope with his sexuality. And he wants to transcend and be better. And she's searching in her life and her marriage is falling apart. And she's looking to the stars. Then all of a sudden, these two seemingly desperate, down people who are looking for something else find each other and it's like two at, or two atom bombs just going off at the same time and it can either be really really great but as history shows it's usually really really bad. Mm. And I don't know that's just one of those things that I'm just like
1: I may mean, try oh, convincing them otherwise that that this was just coincidence.
0: Yeah. But it's just scary how things like that work out. So mm. when you don't have Some kind of structure in your life that tells you this from that can really make up whatever. And the human imagination is endless and boundless. And it's your own reality. Yeah. And that's pretty much what they did. I have an exciting announcement for y'all about Instacart. In addition to shopping your favorite stores from the comfort of your couch, you can now shop, are you ready for this, Spirit Halloween using Instacart. Are you freaking out yet? I know I am. Spirit Halloween is the largest Halloween specialty retailer in the country with over 1,400 locations across North America. They offer a one-stop shop for all your Halloween needs, including costumes, decor, party goods, and accessories. We already love the convenience of Instacart because they connect you with personal shoppers in your area to shop for and deliver the items you need from your favorite stores. And they save you money with coupons and time with deliveries in as little as one hour. Follow the link in the show notes to claim free delivery on your first order over $35. Using the link lets Instacart know that we sent you and help show your support for our show. Spooky season is in full swing. So while you're shopping for your groceries and household items, why not treat yourself to something spooky from Spirit Halloween with Instacart. So they come together again, it's all completely platonic and they decide they're going to open up a bookstore with a mixture of Christian ideologies and new age stuff and classes and things like that. After a few months, it fails.
1: Yeah, it'd be hard to um, can't really nail down your clientele <laughs> there with something and, so in Texas,
0: you know, being a conservative state, going in there thinking it's a Christian bookstore then seeing all this New Age stuff, I can imagine a lot of people were like, well, screw this and just turned right mm-hmm. around and left. But it failed. They also opened a, a retreat called No Place, that's K-N-O-W. Oh, I Boy, get it. I, like I see that. what you did there. It's nice. No Place as a a place to get more on their path, their spiritual path, and help guide others and offer again kind of the same thing, just not a bookstore. Mm-hmm. That failed, too, within a couple months. Oh, man. They also decided that they wanted to open up a restaurant, which they did. And that fails, too. So
1: They're persistent.
0: They are persistent. That something has to work out. They are des- They are destined to come together and make something happen. They decide in 19, so they meet in 1972. And in 1973, after this short amount of time that they're trying to do stuff, they decide they need to leave everything behind. Now, Marshall is already a strain from, you know, he doesn't, he's not married anymore. They got divorced. He hasn't seen his kids in years. He has nothing to lose. Bonnie, on the other hand, even though she's split from her husband, she has four children. They leave everything and go on the roads to find themselves. She abandons her kids, Mm -mm. her home, her job, everything. So they can go on this spiritual awakening, cross country, find ourselves mission. And remember, she's extremely close with her daughter. So this is a big thing, but they have to do this. So they go off.
1: That's awful.
0: It is. It is. You have two desperate people who are looking for something. And if you're looking for something, that means you're not happy with what you have. So there must be something more. So you have more stock in what's out there that you don't know than what you have right in front of you, which is scary.
1: So lesson there is practice gratitude so you don't feel like you have to bail on everyone and everything Amen. to find something that may or may not be out there.
0: Sorry if y'all can hear that. There's like a helicopter going over. It's loud. So they go on the road and they're out there for about seven months when they all of a sudden come to an epiphany on the banks of a river. They are reading the Bible, they are searching, and they realize, oh my God, Revelations 11. We are the two witnesses. They are the prophets who are sent by God for the end times. Now, I'm not going to go into a lot of details about this. If you want to read the book of Revelations, chapter 11, essentially, they are two witnesses that come down to earth, they wreak habit for a while, they can like control plagues and stuff like that. And then eventually they are martyred and killed in the streets. And after three days, God resurrects them and restores them. So it's kind of going along paralleling Jesus's, you know, martyred, died on the cross, three days later, rises again. So it's kind of that thing in the book of Revelations. And they realize, hey, that's our mission. We that are must be it. the two.
1: Everything else we've done, we struck out on. So yes. this is our last option. Yes, this has to be it. By process of elimination,
0: exactly. this
1: is our destiny.
0: They realize they have the same mission as Jesus, that they are essentially from a spirit world, incarnate in their bodies, And they're going to be martyred and resurrected and then go back into heaven. Now, what they create together, and this beginning of the cult, essentially, is a mix of end of times Christian philosophy and ufology and aliens, because they believe that all these big major gods in the world, throughout the history of the world, were really just extraterrestrials who came down to earth. And that's the only way we, they could make us stupid earthlings understand what they were. So they were gods. So mm. Jesus was an alien. Okay. Buddha was an alien. I Muhammad have, was an alien.
1: I have meme culture to blame, but anytime the word aliens with the S on the end... I don't think of the movie, I think of the guy with the crazy hair from yes. the and Aliens show aliens. and so many memes.
0: Yes, so many memes.
1: <sighs> so I'm going to have but, a picture of that guy in my head this entire well, time, just good, so you know. Good,
0: good. That and crazy eyes, Marshall. So all the major people throughout history are aliens, and they've come down to give us hope and a better way, and that they all want us to go up in the mothership. Yeah, cheers to that. So they come back and they are like, Well, we've got we've to get a following here. We're the two. We have this mission. We have to spread it. So, what was their pitch when they're going out on the road and trying to convert people and get them to follow them? It was this We are here from outer space. We are the two. We have a special message for the people of Earth. Now is the time. The next level, which you're going to hear a lot of next level, that's basically heaven, outer space, it's the level above human. Mm. Okay? The next level opens its gates once every 2,000 years. So we're sent here from the next level to give you, Earthlings, the opportunity to get on that spaceship and go on to the next level. You don't want to wait because you'll have to wait 2,000 years. Now, Sounds like
1: a deal of the lifetime there.
0: But it gets even better. Here is the great thing. The grave is not the path to heaven. Oh, really? In other words, you don't have to die to get to heaven. You just have to listen to what we say and do what we teach, and you will get on that spaceship, and you will go to heaven in your bodily form. Now, for somebody who's scared of death which, hey, let's face it, I think we're all kind of scared of the actual act of dying, Mm -hmm. not even including what you believe in the afterlife or what, just the act of dying, the mortality of it. We all have that fear. They're saying, hey, you don't have to do that. Now, they do start warning people and saying that the earth is going to be recycled. They don't say destroyed. It's almost like it's going to be retilled up and reprocessed. So... It's going to be recycled, and the only way that you can be safe is to follow us, Bonnie and Marshall, to the next level where you can go in your current body and go on to that next level paradise. You can overcome death and go with us.
1: Wow. Okay. I just have to stop you here for a second because you explained how they came to their conclusion, as crazy as it sounds to us. Mm Mm-hmm. And I can see, okay, you know, based on everything they had believed to that point, put it together with the other stuff. But now they're talking about they, they just decided on their own all of the, the gods and everything in the past must have been aliens. Absolutely. And then based on that, they've made all the rest of this crap up. And I can see how, like you said, it might be appealing to a small minority of people.
0: But you have to remember this time. People are looking for something else. This Mm -hmm. counterculture, this underbelly of the New Age wave, they are looking. This can't be it. This can't be all there is. There's got to be something else. But I just... Aliens!
1: Yeah, aliens are super cool. I know. But, and understand, they didn't have an extremely large following... Um, I'm guessing this
0: is at the beginning. They haven't gotten a following yet. This okay. is what they're claiming. that's their
1: that's their pitch. I'm
0: just this is their pitch.
1: My reaction to that is like, okay, sure, right? Well, uh, aliens. That's, that's, that's we're gonna go on the ship. Super cool. Yes. This is based on what now? Yes. It's <laughs> a great. Oh. It's a cool story, bro. But give me more than that. You know. Yes. Anyway, go ahead. That's just my reaction.
0: <laughs> so. Basically, what happens is Bonnie, they are both the leaders, but Bonnie is more of like the true leader. She's the brains of everything, because she's really into the New Age stuff. She knows a lot of star stuff that goes along with the alien stuff, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Marshall is charismatic, so he's the mouth. He's the, the charming person who presents the stuff, but really, it's it's Bonnie. And people who have been interviewed, who have gone to some of these meetings and seen the two they always mention something like there's almost like a haze or an aura around Bonnie. There was something different about her and their eyes. There was just something different with them. Mm. Hold on to that. Now, when they started, they um, wanted to take on different nicknames. And those nicknames changed over time. And some of them included him and her, the two, the UFO two, guinea and pig <coughs> Bo and peep and eventually <laughs> tea and doe
1: oh okay. okay i get it we'll get okay. more
0: into that we'll get more into that okay
1: hold on who was tea and who was doe
0: we'll get into that we'll get into that that's D-
1: significant
0: tea is um bonnie doe is marshall
1: interesting not what i thought it would be but okay go ahead okay
0: so they're going around and they're speaking at different, just going to pretty much anyone who can listen and speaking at different things and trying to get a following. And their very first follower is a housewife whose name is Sharon. And she's really dissatisfied with life. She is seeking, again, mm-hmm. a theme throughout all of this. She's seeking something better. And she meets with them and she's convinced by their argument. And you had asked, well, how give me more information. You have to remember he is very well versed in the Bible. People who are very well versed in the Bible can use that and twist things to make it fit this new age stuff. Do you mm. know what I'm saying? If yeah. you know the Bible and then you can go, well, in John something, 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 or in this, well, you know, Jesus said this. And what that actually means is this. And you start twisting things to fit your own agenda and just like, or whatever.
1: Just like the two of them that were so desperate for something mm-hmm. else. I guess if somebody else just feels hopeless and desperate for something else, you hear this and go, might give the spark of hope, and that makes you want to believe it. Absolutely. And we have that cognitive dissonance to where things don't line up. We, as humans, have this trick of ignoring the things that are challenge or make us think extra. So
0: Right. All right. So back to Sharon. She's a housewife. She's dissatisfied. She's like, I don't want to clean toilets anymore. I don't want to get – there's got to be something else. And she goes to one of their meetings, and she becomes their first – disciple or follower or whatever you want Mm -hmm. to call it. And they talk her into abandoning everything and following her. That means her family. And she had a two year old baby. She had other kids too, but she left. And basically what Sharon would do, it became the three of them. She would go ahead of them to the towns that they were going to go speak in and create the buzz, you know, about them. Here they come. Here come the two. It didn't work out well and they didn't really attract many people. So this goes on for about four months until Sharon's family finally tracks her down and like confronts her and like she feels guilty that she left them, so yeah. she goes back with them. So now the two are kind of like, well crap, we just lost our, our one person here. We we gotta get we gotta get on top of this. In nineteen seventy four, Marshall and Bonnie, who are going by bow and peep at this time. Okay. They are arrested, and they are charged on an account of credit card fraud from Sharon's husband because mm. while this, during this time, they're using cre- her credit card. Now, they get arrested, but no charges are filed because Sharon's like, hey, I said that they could use it. But while they have them, they realize, wait a minute, you've got an outstanding warrant, Marshall, because you didn't return a rented car. Mm. This is going to go back to um, answer your original thing. They had been skipping out on hotel bills while they were traveling because there is this idea that human laws don't apply to deities, don't apply to people who are from this next level. So, I mean, we're not we what do you mean pay for this room? We're on a mission. What do you mean return this car? We're on a mission, don't you understand? We need
1: this. This is so important.
0: Yes. Marshall ends up spending six months in jail while he's waiting for trial. But during this time, he ends up doing a lot of research about religion, aliens, cults. And he is fine-tuning his beliefs and his religions. And what he discovers during this time is that he and Bonnie are not actually human. Oh. They are aliens in a human body. Now, he's not sure exactly how this happened. It could have happened at birth, or it could have happened in a past life. I'm not sure, but it's true, because I speak the truth. And also, Jesus was an alien, and this becomes part of their cornerstone.
1: Because if they're going to be recreating Jesus' path, and they're aliens, that must mean that he was an alien
0: too. Jesus went up to the mothership, so now you can follow Bo and Peep. And they will lead you to the mothership, and you can be up there with Jesus.
1: Just like Jesus.
0: So he gets out of jail because they um, realize, okay, well, yeah, you're guilty, but time served. You've been in jail for six Mm -hmm. months. And Bonnie is right there waiting for him to resume their mission. So now they start kicking it up, and they start... Going to different new age groups around the country to speak and try to recruit
1: they're refining their audience,
0: yes, they're refining, they start putting out flyers on like college campuses and at the towns that they go saying things like u f o s why are they here? Who have they come for? When will they leave? Nothing's happening, nothing's happening. <laughs> very Blair Witch moment. Very Brian from Family Guy. Nothing's happening. Everybody looks pissed. No, they're Something not. Something really about doing a map. Very, yeah, they're not doing very well. But then in 1975, they get invited to speak at one new age group in California, and that's when things change. It's kind of their big break. Mm. This particular group was actually a sex cult, and they were trying to help people find that other things seekers out there through things like tantric sex and psychedelic drugs and all that but the leader was kind of misusing the money and people were not really happy about how things were working out and all of a sudden bo and peep show up and they start talking about this great new life and they end up taking about half of the group which is about 30 40 people wow so now They've got some people with them and they're like, right. Woohoo, yay, come with me.
1: They got some funds is what happened. They got some they got some money so they could rent a new van.
0: So they keep going to these meetings and they keep getting a little more followers. Now that they've got this group, it's a lot easier to go with a group of people with the leaders as opposed to these two random people who say they're aliens from outer space and come with us, drop yeah. everything and come We're- with us.
1: It'd be a little bit easier to believe somebody who already has a following.
0: Exactly. So kinds of pitches that they would use is, would you be interested in talking to two people who can tell you how to leave the planet and take your body with you? Sure. (laughs) Why not, right? There are a few requirements, though, in order to join. They're not just like, hey, I'm going to follow you. You've got to do things. And this is kind of a Jesus talking to, you know, getting his 12 disciples, drop what you're doing. Follow me now. No, you don't have time to go home and tell people, follow me. So if you want to join, there are no kids allowed. If you have kids, you got to leave them behind. We'll come back to that.
1: Mm, That ain't right.
0: There's no alcohol. There's no sex. There's no drugs. There's no tobacco. There's no human attachments. There's no, these are all things in your human form that are making you dirty and corrupt, and they're keeping you away from your focus. And in order to get to that next level, you have to focus and you have to make your body pure and clean. So you have to leave everything and follow them to start getting on this next level. Around this time in Oregon, there was a bunch of recruitment going on there and a bunch of people just left with this group. And there's news coverage like, hey, A bunch of these people went to this UFO thing, and now they're nowhere to be found. Their families can't find them. Police looked into it, but they realized, hey, all these people are adults. They They can do whatever the hell they want. They made up their own mind. There was even national coverage, media coverage about this, but Bo and Peep did not like this at all. So they take their... their, their followers and they just kind of disappear and they go around to different um campgrounds and kind of more of these neutral free, free spirit colorado states you know where they can kind of get lost it's around this time also that they change their names to the final names which is the T and the Doe. okay and the group becomes known as the human individual metamorphosis or him for short They developed different names for themselves depending on different recruiting that they're doing until they finally end up on Heaven's Gate later. Oh, okay. Okay? So between 1972 and 1976, the group is really focused on recruiting, building a following, and moving all over the country. They don't have a home base or a compound or anything. And what they uh, and Doe ends up doing is... They don't really do the recruitment anymore. They have people go out, and what they do is they pair up two people, usually of the opposite sex. If you're heterosexual, if you're um, homosexual, then they have you of the same sex. And you'd think, well, wouldn't that be a temptation? Yes, exactly. Because you have to face those temptations and not give in to them because there's no sex, there's no relationships, there's no dating, no marriage. It's part of the test. And what they would do is they would send these check partners out and tell them to bring followers. There's a problem though. They have literally no instructions on what to say, how to recruit people. They There's no outline. They just say, bring people in. So it's interesting because You'd think if these are highly intelligent alien beings and they've been around for millions of years, you'd think they'd have a method. You'd think they'd have, a, mm-hmm. they've gotten it down pat now. but Yeah,
1: at least be able to explain to someone how well, to explain to somebody else.
0: No, they're just kind just of making it up as they go. Make
1: people show up. Oh, I, told was, I was told there was going to be free beer.
0: Mm-hmm. So whenever the members go out, they also have to sign out their own IDs and their own car keys because guess who's holding on to them Mm -hmm. t and doe they're just all expected to go out and bring new followers now not surprisingly during this time they actually ended up losing a lot of people because if you're just sending people out and you're telling them don't do these things these things make you unclean bring people in but you don't tell them how Mm -hmm. a lot of people just Okay, they checked out their stuff, they left, and they just never came back.
1: You're like, you know what? Or they
0: were out on the road, they were doing drugs, and they were drinking, and they went off to some other cult. I mean, there was no... They found a
1: cooler campground where they don't take away your stuff.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: They don't tell you what you can't do. They just come as you are.
0: Exactly. In 1976, T. and Doe are going, Oh, shit, we're losing a crap ton of our following. We need to... We need to... Pulling the reins here and figure mm-hmm. out this. We can't just be sending them out to find us later. So what they do is they decide, okay, recruitment is stopping. There's no more recruiting. The people we have are the people we have, and that's it. And
1: Everybody else is just going to have to wait 2,000 years.
0: Pretty much. And what they do is they go up to a different camp up in a state park in Wyoming. Okay, so state park... In Wyoming, and that's where they start teaching. So they're living on a campground. They're sleeping in tents. They're living in their uh, sleeping bag, and they have a very regimented life. So... Their teaching of the tea and dough goes on for hours and hours at a time of what you need to do to get ready for that next level. Another reason they're camping, one, you know, they don't have a whole lot of money, two, they're trying to fly under the radar. They don't like all this media attention because they start asking all these, like, questions that are getting into their personal stuff, and they don't like that, you know.
1: Questions they can't answer as well.
0: Probably and also they have to and about their backgrounds.
1: Yeah, but also all these people that had just taken off, there's more of a chance that those families like happened
0: before find them exactly find them. So some things that they're teaching about getting ready for the next level is lots of meditation, lots of dieting, being very specific on what you're putting into your body. They were very big about making sure everybody's on the same wavelength, so they would get tuning forks and ding and hold them up to your head to make sure you're on the same level as the whole classroom. And everybody and the, the followers are all referred to as the classroom. Oh, okay. Yes. Everything about this cult is about platonic partnerships within your group very very strict with no kind of relationships other than seeing the good in this person and that's fine but there's no it's very non-gender they cut their hair the women they cut their hair they wear baggy clothes so as not to show off their curves or entice the opposite sex or or look attractive in any way shape or form mm-hmm. same with the men they all dress like this with this real short hair they want to also eliminate their old habits and their old identities so there's no drugs there's no alcohol there's no tobacco no sex no jewelry and they have different activities throughout the day that keep them busy and that's that's a common trait with cults is you don't want people sitting around with time to think you need to be You're doing come these up things with, with
1: questions and yes, challenges to keep
0: things. them busy keep them on point, on the mission. Mm -hmm. And they're always focused about getting to the next level, what they need to do. And one of the big things with this is you have to be isolated from the outside world, especially your family. Your family is going to be the hardest test for you. Because to be ready for that next level, you can't have attachments to this earth. So they want to eliminate their identities. They all are the same. They all are genderless. Um, It's an A word. Um, Androgynous? Androgynous. Thank you. I keep thinking like amorphous and all these other words, but yes, androgynous. Very, if you think about an alien, you know, a lot of times you're not going to see like a female alien or male alien. They were kind of going after that. Not in
1: the way we think of female and male. Who knows
0: what a... But... That kind of thing is just, okay. you know, very pure and more. Their their aliens are are above sex and above these human urges and things like that. So we have to make ourselves ready. Mm. Also, they start giving themselves new names. Again, you can't have this old can't identity. Can't have those attachments to yes. the old life. Now you could pick your own name, but there were some rules with them. Okay. You must have two consonants in the first half of the name, and the name must end in ODY, OD. So here's the weird thing: a lot of when you see these uh, Heaven's Gate names, it'll have things like Jim ODY, Sirodi, Anilode. Jim ODY has no I in it, it's J-M-M-O-D-Y. Huh. Jim ODY. That is the name. Siroti is Soroti is S-R-R-O-D-Y. Mm. And the OD is referring to like a, a person of God or some some attachment like that. So that's why they all have to have the OD. Sounds made up. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you could say that about pretty much everything with this story. So when the people are following them, they also freely give up their money to the cause. I couldn't find anything where they asked for the money, but they were basically saying where you're going, you don't need it. So either these people were giving their money away, because they would give them a few days, they would do that for someone, you know, to get your affairs in order, but they would be selling off everything, they'd sell their house, they'd, you know, or give away their house, like obviously they can't sell a house in two days, but um, give away boats, give away their money, all their older clothes to go and join them. Now, Sometimes the group would have wealthy people give them their trust funds who followed, and they would have money to be able to provide food for everybody and right. things like that, you know, cars to be able to go out and spread the message. But when money would start running out, they'd do things like donating blood for money at blood banks, they would beg on the streets. The group also, if money was getting tight would have to go out into the real world and get jobs so they'd work odd jobs wow they'd wake up they'd roll up their sleeping bag they'd sign out their id and sign out their car they'd go to work they'd do the job they'd get paid they'd come back and they'd sign back in wow it was very controlled like that
1: do we know how many followers they had in the classroom at this point
0: at their height Before they lost a bunch, there was estimates of 300 to 1,000. I think the 1,000 is a really far uh, Mm. reach. But they had... Even
1: 300 is, is so many to try to hide out in a campground somewhere.
0: Yes, but that... Well, that's before... That's when you know people were coming and they were sending them out, and then right. they realized, hey, half of these people aren't coming back. We only have a hand, a couple dozen left. So that's when they go to the campgrounds. It's not like Jonestown where there's nine hundred people living there. It's so what's a the number dwindled dozens.
1: down? They have twenty, thirty,
0: a couple dozen. So probably probably thirty to sixty somewhere in that okay. range in this early time. Okay. All right. So, let's see, do, 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 When T and Doe are teaching their classes, it's evident that they're both teaching, but they're not equal. Bonnie, again, is kind of the, the main leader, and she's the elder. And Marshall's kind of like her second, even though he's also from the next level, it's Bonnie. Bonnie's the one who's got this radiant aura. Bonnie's the one who, with all the knowledge and whatnot. But it's evident, if you go back and look at this, that they're making all this stuff up as they go along.
1: They're contradicting bon- themselves? They
0: do, constantly. They record a lot of this stuff. Really? Yes. So one would say, okay, now what you need to do is you need to look up. And that would be Marshall saying you need to look up and then... Or close your eyes. And then Bonnie would go, no, 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 no. You need to be looking up. And then, of course, they kind of laugh it off and, you know, make a, a thing, a little joke out of it and move on. But mm-hmm. they were literally making this shit up by, the seat, of their, flying oh, by yeah. the seat of their pants.
1: They didn't even get together ahead of time to figure it out. They're like, they
0: didn't have a, a manual or anything. Yeah, exactly.
1: They weren't working off a curriculum that had been finally <laughs> Yeah, you'd
0: think after a refined. million years of refining this, they might yes. have an idea. But no. Common questions that people would ask them, followers would ask them is, what's the next level like? (laughs) Seems like that would be my top question. Yeah.
1: Is it really going to be better than all this nonsense?
0: When they would be asked questions like this, especially about the next level, they would always hedge it with things like, it's above your understanding. We can't put it into a word or words that would make sense to you in this form. Well, that's a a real easy cop out. That would me. I'd be like, yeah, no, I'm out. Bye. Sorry. Sounds like me this.
1: trying to explain something difficult to my kids. Our kids. Sorry.
0: Yeah, they're they're mine too. Yes. I was there at the birth, <laughs> <laughs> and throughout the entire gestation period. Yes, you were. What did you do today, dear? I grew a foot. what did you do? <laughs> <laughs>
1: about starting a podcast, but not exactly sure how to do it? Buzzsprout was the answer for us, and they can be for you, too. They have tons of guides to help you get set up for success, and their customer service is fantastic. I always seem to have a million questions, and each time I've worked with their customer service, they've responded quickly with the detailed information I need. Buzzsprout helps you get listed in all the major podcast platforms, like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more. And we'll upload your episodes to those platforms within minutes of finishing your recording. It couldn't be easier. You'll get a great looking podcast website, audio players that you can drop into other websites, detailed analytics to see how people are listening, tools to promote your episodes, and more. Buzzsprout is offering our listeners a $20 Amazon gift card when you sign up for a paid plan. Click on the link in our show notes to let Buzzsprout know that we sent you and to show support for our show. Paid plans start as low as $12 a month and there's no contracts Plus, you can cancel any time. Get the right team in your corner with Buzzsprout, who has already helped over 100,000 podcasters make their dreams a reality. Buzzsprout, the best way to host, promote, and track your podcast.
0: Okay, so other questions were like, when is the mothership going to come and they would make predictions based on their knowledge and understanding. And there were several times when, okay, they'd take the whole group out to this location. And they'd all be waiting and looking up at the sky. And nothing would happen. Oh, okay. You know, I'm, I'm getting messages that I, I think I just got this date wrong. Maybe I, I just, you know, added a couple numbers in there when I shouldn't have. So it's going to be this next time. Mm. It's a big thing with with uh, cults, and this went on and on. The dates kept changing and there was always a reason.
1: I guess we weren't worthy enough yet.
0: Yeah, exactly. We need to go back and we need to go back and refine and keep doing this. But what was interesting about this is that T and Doe were trying to be positive, but they were having a really hard time with this. They were getting discouraged, even to the point in which they talked to the group and said, well, maybe we just aren't the two. Maybe we got this all wrong. And that's when, this is so amazing, the group comes together and sticks up for them. It's like, no, you really are them. This is just a test to see if we, the followers, are strong enough to follow you, even when you're wrong. Now, if that's not mind control, I don't know what the fuck is. You got followers telling you, when when your leader's saying, I think I'm making a mistake, I don't think I'm the one, that's loyalty. Your follower's going, no, you are the one. And this is just a test to to see if we're loyal. What a spin.
1: I wonder how much these two people actually believed what they were saying.
0: We'll never know.
1: I mean, I have to believe they They believed to some extent, for all this to start, and just assume they would understand it more as time went on, and they were just faking it till they made it, but it's somewhere along the line you got to go you just got to go, you know what, maybe that wasn't an authentic thing they were going through going, you know what we thought we were going to understand this as we went on because we we're pretty sure that was us, but maybe there's no such thing, maybe it's not or they believed in the in the idea but that they weren't actually the ones it's just
0: it's crazy yeah that's that's my
1: question in my head how much could they have actually believed it
0: when they're teaching they're always the whole thing that they've been about is you have to sever these ties from the human world right you Mm -hmm. have to leave your family right but bonnie had a secret
1: uh oh
0: she had been keeping in touch with her daughter terry this entire time she was sending her money the group's money mm-hmm. and also telling her things like she loved her and her other kids and make sure you take your vitamins got to be healthy and you know just mom stuff how are you doing she was sending her a letter almost every week i mean i'm sorry not every week every month and terry still has these letters about 40-plus letters. Wow. So you can kind of get an idea of how long this had been going on.
1: That's why the aliens didn't show up.
0: This whole time, though, she's telling everybody else, you've got to leave this, her and Marshall, you've got to leave everything behind and cut off these ties.
1: Do what I say, not what I do.
0: One of these letters to Terry that Bonnie wrote Mm -hmm. actually starts showing that she may really have been second-guessing her views this is from August 13th, 1982. And this is the letter. Terry, if you are with others, please don't let them know who this is from. I am well and safe as of now. I do hope you and Joey and the twins are okay. Her siblings. Be good. Strive for goodness. And by all means, conform to society, and you will have peace of mind. Give my love silently. To everyone. Love always, Mom. P.S. I am not where the postmark shows. So let that sink in for just a minute. This was, she had been sending her letters this whole time and money, and she would say things to Terry in the letters like, Don't tell anybody who this is from because I'll know. She's got, you know, otherworldly wisdom. Mm -hmm. And From what we know of Terry, she didn't. She just, you know, wanted to get the letters, wanted to know things about her mom and make sure everything was good because she just up and left. All she has are these letters. And they
1: had that special connection.
0: Exactly. But it's very interesting in the letter that she's saying, by all means, conform to society and you will have peace of mind. Which is exactly the opposite Everything else she's been telling her followers of her whole belief, yeah. So Terry has gone and done interviews about this cult and saying that you know, I think this was really pointing to that she was starting to think this isn't really the right thing, but maybe she got herself so deep into it, yeah. She's it.
1: in too deep, and now the followers won't even let them back down, they're like, Hey. I gave up my entire life for this. This has to be right.
0: Maybe. Maybe.
1: You're not going to take this away from me.
0: Right. Exactly. So as I said, Terry's been getting these letters from her mom for like once a month for years. But then in 1985, those letters all of a sudden stop. She waits a month, two months, three months, four months. She's starting getting worried she during this time tracks down some of the members and she gets them on the phone and she asks to speak to her mom and they're like well why why do you want to speak to her and she's like well it's of a personal nature but if you just tell her that her daughter is calling you can at least give her the choice of whether she wants to pick up the phone or not but they just go back and forth and they never get bonnie on the phone with her and it ends she later finds out why by the time she had called them to talk to her, Bonnie had already died. Oh, no. Bonnie had died from cancer, and no one had told Terry. Bonnie had had a, t- a tumor on her liver that um, in, like, 84, 85, that she had gone to a chiropractor because she had back pains, that she couldn't figure it out. That's when they discovered this tumor was so huge that it was actually pushing her organs out of out of alignment that that's why she was having this issue and by the time that she found it it was already too late she basically when they discovered it she died a couple days later it was that's how last Uh minute it was but she had also years before that she died had lost an eye to cancer none of this was in the letters. Terry had no idea. So a year or so goes by. Terry, just, you know, from when she made that phone call, she doesn't know that her mom is dead. She didn't get her on the phone. She's like, whatever. So she's actually up in the Dallas area going to college, and she gets a visit by two members who say that they want to talk to her. She's like, I don't know, y'all, but okay, this is the only contact I have. I haven't heard anything. Sure. Sure. So she invites them up, and they talk, but it's like this weird small talk. They see this picture, poster on the wall, on her dorm wall that's like of Yoda, and she's they're like, your mother really liked Yoda, thought he was wise, and she's like, Yoda is a puppet. You know, <laughs> like, <laughs> that's great. So um, why the hell are you here? You know, what's going on? Tell yeah. me something about my mother. And they're still kind of being really vague. But they mentioned something about her mother's eye. And all of a sudden, Terry at this point hadn't really been listening to him because they're just, you know, small talk. Yeah. And Excuse then me, eye singular? Something about my mother's eye, what? And she starts listening. And they kind of are going on and talking about her eye. And she asked, are you telling me my mother is dead? And they both say yes. But they didn't answer any of her questions. So they tell her. They're going to be in town for a few days to try to help her through her grief. And they're going to leave her now so she can, you know, have her time to grieve. But they're going to be back the next day and they're going to help her answer any questions that she has. And we'll, we'll just see you tomorrow. The next day comes, they don't show up and she goes to try to find them and they've left, but they left her a note. And in this letter that I'm about to read, They left her $200 in this note, and this is what it says. We had some other tasks to attend to, so we could not stay here any longer. We hope this money helps you. Take your vitamins. Eat healthily. We really believe a lot of what's going on with your health issues stem from your poor choice of diet, and if you eat healthily and live the right way, you will be healed. Love your friends, Dan and Liv. Terry was fucking pissed. Yeah. You leave. You leave me this weird fucking note. You don't answer any questions about my mother dying. You yeah. didn't fucking tell me she died. This was years ago. I had and to
1: ask you. You had
0: to ask. And she's like, these people aren't my fucking friends. I don't know. What do you mean, my your friend? You give me $200? What the
1: Talk to f- me like you're my mom. I don't know you.
0: What the fuck is going on? So she was just. She lost her mom. She hadn't had any, you know, communication. She gets told by these two stranger people who don't come in. They come to tell her, but not really tell her, and start talking about her eye, and she has to ask. Then they're like, okay, we're going to help you through it, but they don't. And then they leave. And that's, she's like, what the hell? So later, Marshall actually records. I don't know if it was a video or if it was an audio tape, but records himself talking to Terry to try to explain and apologize that no one called her. And I've listened to this tape, and mostly it's it's Marshall explaining his sorrow over losing his mom, losing her mom, losing Bonnie, Mm -hmm. and that you know when she died you know he just felt so guilty about not telling her but but these are his feelings and and she, we were trying to honor what she said she didn't want you to know and all this stuff and just kind of ends on this real cryptic weird thing it's like he was doing this for him not for her and she's what? always held such a big grudge there because it's like, somebody should have told me my mother was dying. Somebody should have contacted me. You robbed me mm-hmm. of my opportunity to be at my mother's side or, or to say any kind of final goodbye. I didn't even know she was gone.
1: Yeah. I mean, if you had two days from the time she was diagnosed, that's plenty of time to get to at least a phone. So was this a recording that he made and sent to her? Yes. Okay. So he mailed it to her or yes, something. Yes, he mailed it
0: to her. So, obviously, they knew where she was, or, or I'm sure... I mean, sure the, the two
1: followers were able to find her before.
0: Right. Well, I I think she knew Marshall, too, because when they met, I mean, they, you know, tried to start a business together and were there. So, I mean, she, right. she had to know, or he had to know where she was and stuff like that. But it's just interesting that they sent that. Now, when Bonnie died, she was cremated. Her body was cremated, and... Are you ready for a very huge whoa moment? I guess. This is going to be a, like, whoa. When they cremated her body, they took her ashes and scattered them over the water at none other than a North Texas lake called White Rock Lake.
1: Whoa. That's right over by where you grew up.
0: That is where I caught my first fish. A so three-pound bass, by the way.
1: You might have caught a fish that was part...
0: Of Bonnie Lou Nettles' Bonnie. team. Bonnie. They scattered her ashes in White Rock Lake, which, for those of y'all who don't know or aren't in the Dallas area, that is one of our main Dallas lakes there in the Dallas cities uh, around there, in the suburbs. There's lots of lakes up here. That one's pretty small. There are much bigger lakes around this area, but that's a relatively small one. And that's uh yeah. So that's her final resting place is White Rock Lake.
1: Maybe she was reincarnated as the fish that you caught. Maybe you had an encounter I with I think
0: she just went over the spillways and went into the <laughs> creek. But actually I did catch it from the White Rock Creek, so which was there right there off of the And there. how old were you? Uh less than five.
1: So that when she was that was in 86 when that happened,
0: Uh, she died in 85.
1: In 85, okay. I was
0: born in 85, so I caught that fish with her ashes in it. Anytime I've gone out there, and I've fished out there too before, but that I'm going to leave you on that wow moment. That (laughs) is the end of part one.
1: My goodness.
0: So we are going to see in part two. What happens to the cult?
1: It can only go downhill from here.
0: After their main leader, the woman with all of the answers, she's she's dead. Where does that leave Doe, a.k.a. Marshall?
1: Every time you say Doe, I hear that in Homer Simpson's distraught voice.
0: No. Yes. Like that? Exactly no. like that. It's D-O. But I want to hear your thoughts on this because, I mean, we're already... You know, we've been talking about this for a while now, but I hope you can see how I had to split this into into two parts because this keeps going. This this keeps yeah. going for a while. This isn't
1: this isn't a a one hour episode. This is a mini series type of a thing because there's just I'm, so much going on here.
0: I'm glad you said that because I forgot to mention um, where I got a lot of this. And if you want to get a really in depth look into this story and to hear people who are ex-members of the cult and people talking about it. Um, There is a podcast, I believe it's just called Heaven's Gate, but guess who narrates it and is the host? Glenn Washington from Spooked. Oh, oh we love. His voice is his just voice. so perfect. He is so good at narrating. Absolutely. But here, I'm going to look it up real quick. So, it's just called Heaven's Gate. It's by Stitcher and Pineapple Street Media. Um, I listened to it on Apple Podcasts. I'm sure you could find it on different things, probably on Stitcher um, and Spotify and things like that. But it's worth it. It's a 10 part episode, and wow. damn, it's good. It's really, really. No good. wonder
1: it took so long for you to to get ready for this oh, and I've to start to-
0: this. I've, I've already listened to this like three different times. It's that good. Plus Glenn Washington, he could read the the yellow pages, and I would still listen to him because his voice is so amazing. But here's something I did learn about Glenn Washington, um, and if y'all, I know y'all like spooky podcasts and things like that, that's why you're listening. Hopefully, mm-hmm. uh, he also has one uh, Snap Judgment and Spooked. Spooked is really good. That's one of the first podcasts we ever started listening to. But
1: he th- introduces. What's going on in that one? But then people tell their own stories.
0: Yes, and it and then he'll come back when
1: they're done to wrap it up.
0: Very occasionally
1: you'll have some Q and A, but most of the time it's just people telling their own stories, and they'll add in some sound effects to sort of bring it to life.
0: So good, spooked y'all. Spooked is good.
1: (laughs) Spooked y'all.
0: Spooked y'all. One thing that comes out about this in this series that he does on Heaven's Gate. Is that he grew up in a cult i didn't know this yeah really um i can't remember what the cult was some kind of church of god or something like that but let me see if i can find it okay no it didn't have it but uh he was basically paralleling and his their cult leader ended up dying but he parallels it with thinking like if he hadn't died and he told us to drink some kind of kool-aid or something we probably would have. Mm-hmm. And that's just like that big whole thing about mind control and a cult leader and charisma and people. It's it's so dangerous. I think the most dangerous thing out there is somebody who is seeking something because that's who these cult leaders and these false prophets and things, they, they, they just grab on to. You're looking for something? I got what you're looking for. And then it just becomes let me get you on board with me, let me convince you of who I am and my greatness and how wonderful it is to follow me, and then I can get you to do whatever I want. It starts out with these promises of better stuff, and then once you're in, and you're pulled in, and you're, you're, this person is the answer, they can get you to do anything. And it's, it's scary.
1: Yeah, no matter what reality is telling you or trying to tell you, you can't, even consider the possibility of anything else. Because especially since you have no ties, you have no family to go back to, you have nothing. All you have is that. And it has to be true. It can't, there's no way it can be false because the alternative is just unthinkable.
0: You know, something that I think I have to credit, I don't even know what grade I was in or what teacher or maybe it was probably multiple teachers who taught this. But something that I learned in elementary school has stuck to me even to this day and it affects decisions. And it was basically when you take a test, it's how to how to kind of um whittle out the the wrong answer. Mm-hmm. If you see a question, or if something is phrased with something along the lines of, this is always this way, or that is never this, those kind of extremes, if it goes to always or never, or it can, you know, those kind of words are Mm -hmm. like keywords to pick up on. Yeah. And if you see something like that, that's when you question it. And I use that to this day.
1: Because if there's any example that falls outside of that, then it's automatically disqualified.
0: Yes. And it's such a simple, silly thing, but it's stuck. And yeah, I have my own ideologies about life and about spiritual things, but that's always been there as a simple, how to take a toss test, you know, Mm -hmm. that dates me right there, toss, (laughs) 90s baby here, but... um, you know, or a kid in the 90s, I was 80s baby, but just learning about that and, and thinking, looking for those kind of things. And when you see something at an extreme level of this is always this way or this is never this way, that's when you need to question it.
1: Yeah. Look much more carefully at it. Don't yes. just take it at face value. That's a really good philosophy, I guess. It is to a good to take outside of test taking and apply to life. Which yeah. A whole lot more useful than... And i taking stupid tests.
0: Yeah. So if somebody is ever telling you this is always this way or this is never that way, it's not necessarily immediately go against it, but put your thinking cap on and question it. That's the biggest thing is just wait a minute. Those are like those flags, those red flags go up. This is always, it can never be this way. It's always this way. I'm like, okay, let's get some more information. And so, yeah. Mm -hmm. So what do you think about all this so far?
1: This is nuts.
0: Is it nuck and futz?
1: Well, futz and nuck at the same time. Yeah, I mean, just the thought of, okay, if you have a job and you're living by yourself, and you maybe have some extended family and you're like, see y'all later, I'm going to do this thing. They're like, oh, Johnny, no, don't go. Or you leave in the middle of the night. That's one thing, but to have a kid or multiple kids, a spouse
0: I, I so, can't imagine I'm so glad you brought that up because that that was something I wanted to talk about, and I totally forgot until you said that i want I always with with any of these, I want to put myself in that situation if if I was there and I had the same situation, but this question, this person came up to me and asked that can you?" How can somebody go I mean okay forget all your attachments for a second Alien Utopia that sounds great that sounds cool but at what price you can't bring your kids there are no kids allowed So yeah great you you have you take out all your attachments and you just think okay for me what choice do I want to make okay I want to live in an alien utopia that sounds great and I don't have to die to do it wonderful then they say but you can't bring your kids you have to sever ties with your family you have to pick up and leave your family you have to leave your kids you have to leave your spouse unless they want to come with you but here's another thing there were couples that got recruited into this
1: They just had to completely pretend you didn't know each other
0: you couldn't well you knew each other but you couldn't have a relationship anymore you had to be. Just this is a platonic person. Getting friend
1: zoned from your from your spouse that that wouldn't work.
0: Yeah, but the the whole. I mean, we're spouse and we're talking about this, and you know, if it was, if we were desperate enough, and it was like a utopia, and then we could have this perfect life, m- maybe I could see a flicker of how someone could could wrap their mind about that. But to be like, you have to leave your kids. Yeah. And they're not going to come parent, with
1: you. Any of y'all that are parents out there, you know that when it comes down to it, if it's near them, like, you know what? I'll suffer through whatever this retilling, recycling of the world is going to be. Save the kids. Let my kids go.
0: Yeah. But no, it was no kids.
1: Bye, Felicia. See you later. Y'all can suffer. I'm going to go get the utopia.
0: Send me a postcard from the mothership with Jesus going, hey, that'll be great. I'll put that on the mantle while we're recycling earth while I'm here with my my family.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: So on that note, we're going to go ahead and leave you all with some questions of what would you do? What do you think? Instagram, at ch- Children Thrilled. And on Facebook, we have a page and a group, both at Children Thrilled Podcast. Twitter is at... Oh my God, it's been a day. It's at been a
1: thrilled underscore pod.
0: Twitter is at thrilled underscore pod.
1: Yes. And you get on me about getting the email address wrong.
0: So if you want to send us an email on that note, it <laughs> is podcasts at gmail.com. We're open to hearing any feedback that you have or any suggestions for future stories. We'd love to cover the topics that you want to hear.
1: Until next week.
0: Until part two.
1: Bye. Bye.